Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the I'm Just Saying Podcast. This is your host, Jared Dawkins here. I hope all of you out there in the world are being safe. I hope all of you out there in the world are doing well during this pandemic. And I hope all of you are making very smart, careful, and good decisions. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, as we all know, in the sports world, NFL free agency is taking place today. And we all know it kind of it kind of started last week with um, Aaron Rodgers returning to Green Bay on a four-year, $200 million contract, $153 million guaranteed, and Russell Wilson getting traded to the Denver Broncos from the Seattle Seahawks. And then on top of that, you add the franchise tag news of Chris Godwin and Devontae Adams, who said today, by the way, if you haven't already heard, Devontae Adams doesn't Devontae Adams doesn't want to play on the franchise tag. So, and then on top of that, Green Bay just lo- just are more than likely going to lose a Darius Smith. So, Green Bay is kind of kind of in a little bit of a between a rock and a hard place right now. If you haven't already know, if you haven't already found out, but I say all of that to say, and then and then on top of that, Khalil Mack being traded from the Chicago Bears to the Los Angeles Chargers, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. And bottom line is this with free agency. Let's go back about 15 years, maybe 15, 15, maybe 20 years. Okay, let's just go back that far. Free agency did not legitimately start until the new league year started around March 16th. That's when the free agency period would actually start. And this and this was about 15 to maybe 20 years ago. Nowadays, things are happening way before, well, not way before, but things are happening a week or two in advance to free agency actually starting. Players are agreeing to certain uh, players are agreeing to contracts with certain teams before the before the league year even starts, which leaves very little room for teams to go after a big fish like a Chandler Jones because that because Chandler Jones may have already agreed to a contract with that with a team that already wanted him. So bottom line is what I'm saying is this. Free agency has had has had a lot more, not just movement, but has had a lot more big time moves to it. And those big moves have taken place a week or two before free agency actually starts. And that's the way the NFL works nowadays. That is completely that is the that is the new NFL. Things happen before they're actually supposed to happen on 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 the league's schedule timing if that makes any sense so bottom so that's that's my thought on that but one of the moves that took place as far as free agency goes was Carson Wentz being traded from the Indianapolis Colts to the Washington Commanders bottom line is this first off the Washington the Washington Commanders got better at the quarterback position they definitely did there's no question about that Here's my issue with this situation. Actually, I have two issues. First issue, Carson Wentz being being unvaccinated. And I know a lot of people out there probably thinking, why are you bringing this up, Jared? Please don't bring this up. Here where I'm going with this. Carson Wentz is unvaccinated. He has his stance on it. Ron Rivera just got off of fighting cancer 
probably about a little less than a year ago. Ron Rivera, in a press conference, or in a, in a media session during the season, was upset with some of his players on his football team for not for not being vaccinated and putting putting their head coach in a in a in a very very awkward and dangerous situation of you know players not your my players aren't vaccinated I'm just coming off of fighting cancer eh, I'm really disappointed about that so that's that's one thing and then you have a quarterback in Carson Wentz who has his beliefs in being vaccinated and things of that nature. So that that's that's one issue. That's one problem. Next up, Carson Wentz has been in two places now where towards the end of the season, he's fallen apart mentally. And to me, it just feels like as much of as much of an upgrade as Washington has now at the quarterback position with Carson Wentz. It just simply feels like to me that this is not going to work out for Carson Wentz in Washington. It feels like it feels like everything's going to go well and going to go solid in the first half of the season for Washington. But then towards the end of the regular season, when Washington's fighting for that wild card spot or fighting for that chance to win the NFC East, Carson Wentz is going to go right back to what he did at the end of the season with the Colts. And he's going to start to kind of lose himself mentally when he was in Philadelphia. And Carson Wentz is probably going to end up costing, costing Washington a game or two like he did, like, like Carson did when he was in Indianapolis. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm just simply saying that based off of Carson Wentz's history. And not only that, there was another story out, talking about Carson Wentz's leadership and him not being coachable in Indianapolis. So if you're going through that in Philadelphia and if you're going through that in Indianapolis, you are you are playing you you are the quarterback for a football team whose head coach and Ron Rivera is very not in your face but he's a very to the point dude and he he's a man's man. And he's gonna tell you how he and he he's gonna tell you how he feels. Ron Rivera put up with Cam Newton for years. He put up with Cam Newton for years, and I'm just saying. I I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. Am I am I saying all of this to say that Carson Wentz is 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 going to be a failure in Washington? No. But I am just simply saying that. With all of those things that I just mentioned, to me, it just simply feels like it's not going to work with him in Washington. That's all I'm saying. It just it just feels like to me it's not going to work. Now, could it? Could, could Washington win the division and make the playoffs and win a playoff game? Absolutely. But because of, but because of the vaccination situation with Ron Rivera and his football team and Carson Wentz, not not getting vaccinated and having his beliefs in that and that and all of that, along with his history of struggling late in the season, it just feels like to me it it's probably this is it's a good fit as far as as far as an upgrade, but it just feels like to me it's not it probably won't work and it's not going to work long term. Just my thoughts on that.
Next up, speaking of Khalil Mack and the Chicago Bears, or excuse me, Khalil Mack and the Los Angeles Chargers, Khalil Mack, the Chargers and the Bears both got what they wanted in this situation. Now, could the charge could the could the Bears have gotten a first round pick for Khalil Mack? Absolutely. But they ultimately ended up getting a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick for Khalil Mack. So at the end of the day, like I said before, the Bears got what they wanted and the Chargers got a big time pass rusher and a really, really good run defender to go next to Joey Bosa. And by the way, people forget, people forget Yuchenna Onwusu is a free agent for the Los Angeles Chargers. So this, so the Chargers felt like they had to make a move. They had to do something. They had to do something to make up for the loss of Uchenna and Wusu. Not that it was a major, major loss, but they needed to fill that hole. And they felt it, oh, and they filled it by trading for a big-time pass rusher in Khalil Mack. So the Bears got what they wanted. Chargers got what they wanted. The Bears are in rebuild mode, and the Chargers are going for it. And all is right with the world. So coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you guys why, even though Aaron Rodgers is returning to Green Bay and everything's all peachy, all rosy and peachy keen, I'm going to tell you guys why things won't change for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And also, I'm going to give you guys my thoughts on Deshaun Watson not facing criminal charges and why Tom Brady returning for his 23rd season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is surprising. But then again, it's really not. That's coming up. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I want to start off this portion of the show by giving my very careful and honest thoughts and opinions as it pertains to Deshaun Watson not being charged with a crime as far as his sexual assault allegations or sexual misconduct allegations case goes. And very briefly before, or excuse me, very quickly, before I give my thoughts, these thoughts are in no way, shape, or form me defending Deshaun Watson or or condoning in any way, shape, or form what Deshaun Watson was accused of doing or may have even actually done. Okay? Just throwing that out there. So, here are my thoughts. Thought number one, that Deshaun Watson put himself in in an absolutely horrible and terrible position with all 22 of those women. Yes, he did. There's no question about that. Obviously, he did. Number two, is this going to stain? Is this going to stain Deshaun Watson forever? Meaning his reputation. Are people going to look at him differently as far as him as a human being? Absolutely. People, there are people out there who are going to absolutely look at him completely differently than what they originally looked at him before because of this. This gives him, and this is this is a horrible look on his part. This is a horrible bad look on his part. Number three, are there people in the court of public opinion that are going to convict him for the rest of of his life? Yes, absolutely. There are people out there who are going to. 
think horrible things about him or say horrible things about him on the internet, you know, or or on 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 radio or whatever the case may be. And for all of you out there who may have not so good things to say about De- about Deshaun Watson, you have absolutely every right to think that way and feel that way. Absolutely every right. Me personally, this is just me. I am not saying that Deshaun Watson is a good guy or a bad guy. Okay? I don't know him personally. I don't. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know him personally, so I'm not saying that he is a good guy or a bad guy. Okay? And lastly, I am in no way, shape, or form dismissing or glossing over anything, any any and or everything that all 22 of those women may have gone through mentally or maybe even physically based off of what some of or all of those women are accusing Deshaun Watson of doing. It is a very, very serious situation. Very, very serious. And in, and in no way, shape, or form am I dismissing or glossing over that. Just want to let you guys know that. Just wanted to put that out there. And also, Deshaun Watson still has the civil, the civil, uh, the civil lawsuit or the civil case, the, the civil case that he needs to worry about. That is a big damn deal as well. That is a major, major deal as well. So that's something that Deshaun needs to take care of. Absolutely. But all in all, it just simply comes down to the simple fact. This is not my opinion, okay? This is just fact. It just simply came down to the fact that a grand jury, based off of all of the evidence, the grand jury and the Harris County District's, excuse me, the Harris County District's Attorney's Office in Georgia, based off of all of the evidence and all of the all of the testimonies from all from all of the witnesses gathered all of that up and the district's attorney's office in Georgia and the grand jury both came to the agreement that based off of everything that was said or the evidence that was put in front of them that there was no merit to convict or excuse me um charge Deshaun Watson with a crime. And that's and, and and it's just it's just as simple as that. Now I'm pretty sure that, that that there's a huge weight lifted off of Deshaun Watson's shoulders. And he can get back to playing football. He can get back to playing the game that he loves. Are there football fans out there that are going to absolutely hate his guts? forever for as long as he's on for as long as Deshaun is on this earth yes and you have every and and all of you out there who may hate him all of the women out there who may hate him you have absolutely every right to feel the way that you feel about Deshaun Watson in a negative negative light you have every right to feel that way I just wanted to give you guys my what I feel are reasonable and sensible thoughts about this entire situation and for all for all of the women out there that that may have 
gone through this mentally and or even physically. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And, you know, I'm praying for you. So those are my thoughts on the Deshaun Watson situation as far as him not being charged with a crime. And I'm going to leave it at that. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. As we all know, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers agreed to a four-year, $200 million contract. And for me personally, just because Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers agreed to renew their vows and come back together and everything looks peachy keen now and rosy in Green Bay, that doesn't necessarily mean that things are going to change in Green Bay for the Green Bay Packers. Here's why I say that. And Joy Taylor said this last week when the news first broke about Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay coming back together again. And I agree with Joy Taylor. Shout out to Joy Taylor. Uh, shout out to Joy Taylor and Colin Cowherd. I agree with Joy on this because I had the same mindset. I've seen this same song and dance. She said, I've seen this same song and dance with Aaron Rodgers. And I agree. I've seen this, I've seen this same song and dance with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is going to be in the MVP conversation. Green Bay is going to win a a rebuilding NFC North division. They're going to probably get a number one, a number two seed, and they're and they're going to more than likely probably end up being being one of those teams that possibly ends up being the one seed and getting a home playoff game in the divisional round. And they're going to come up against a wild card team who's hot. And they're going to lose in the divisional round again, like they did last year, or excuse me, last season with uh, when they played the 49ers. Now, just because the NFC is kind of has gotten weaker outside of the Rams with Stafford, Tom Brady coming back, the Dallas Cowboys, even though they underachieved like it's nobody's business, you still got the 49ers, even with now second-year quarterback Trey Lance, and you still got to deal with Arizona with Kyler Murray and his drama. Yes, the NFC has kind of weakened a little bit, but just because it's uh, just because there's a very limited amount of contenders in the NFC, that does not necessarily mean that Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers are going to win a championship. It's just like you've been in that's it's just like you've been in a relationship for a long period of time with that man or that woman. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers were in a relationship for a long period of time. 18 years they've been together. Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay have been together for 18 years. And and through that 18-year period where you've been with that man or you've been with that woman, that man or that woman says something that you don't like or they do something that you feel is disrespectful. Green Bay felt Green Bay uh, Aaron Rodgers felt like Green Bay did something that was disrespectful to him. They went and drafted his replacement. Aaron Rodgers didn't like that. So what did Aaron Rodgers do? He started acting out. He started complaining to the media. He started just just spazzing out. And then he went on to win NFL MVP. And for a while there, just like in a relationship, for a while, what happens? You because of because of the because of the fact that your significant other said something or did something that you didn't like or you felt was disrespectful, you and that person don't get along. 
you start having arguments. Just like Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. They start have they started having arguments. They started to not get along. But then what eventually happens? The person that felt disrespected, the person that felt like what my significant other said was wrong, feels burned out. Aaron Rodgers felt burned out. Your significant other, that man or that woman who felt disrespected, they need a break. I need to take a break from you for a while. Aaron Rodgers felt like he needed to take a break. He needed to take a breather. Now, were there options out there for Aaron Rodgers? Tennessee, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Denver, Indianapolis for a little bit? Yes, just like in a relationship. When you need to take a breather, when you need to separate from that person, did you kind of look and see, you know, some options out there for me? There's some options out there for me, you know? But at the end of the day, what did Aaron Rodgers do? What did Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay do? They went back. They talked about their problems, just like a relationship with a man and a woman. They talked they talked about their issues. And just like, just like in a relationship, you work out your issues, you talk them out, and you ultimately end up getting back together, renewing your vows, and all is right with the world again. Just like with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. They worked out their issues, they talked out their problems, and they went back, they renewed their vows, and Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers are back together back together again. Four years, $200 million, and everything's peachy keen in Green Bay. But that does not mean, that damn sure does not mean that just because everything is peachy keen in Green Bay, that, that all of a sudden, Green Bay is going to win a Super Bowl now. Because Devontae Adams is not playing on that franchise tag, and he could very well leave Green Bay if he wants to. It's still very early in free agency, and Aaron Rodgers is not playing on the fr- I mean, excuse me, Devontae Adams ain't playing on the franchise tag. He told Green Bay that today. And then on top of that, Green Bay is probably going to is going to more than likely lose Zadarius Smith. They just signed Devondre Campbell to a five-year, fifty million dollar contract. You know, they're inside linebacker, so. Bottom line to this whole situation, just because Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay is back together, just, you know, just because they're back together doesn't mean that it's going to end well. Just throwing that thought out there, just saying. But next up, I want to talk about Tom Brady returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm kind of surprised that Tom Brady came, came out of retirement, but then I'm kind of not. And I say that for this reason. When you are the GOAT, as he is at the quarterback position, when you are the GOAT and you leave the league with 5,316 yards, 43 touchdown passes, and 12 picks as he did, and you're playing at an elite level like he did before he left, before he went on his mini-retirement, you're really going to leave? But then also, Tom Brady had a goal about six, seven years ago. He had a goal about six or seven years ago that he wanted to play till he was 45. He's 44 years old. He turns 45 in August. So it would not surprise me. Excuse me. It did not surprise me that he came back. It didn't surprise me, but it also did kind of surprise me that he came out of retirement. And not only that, Aaron, excuse me, uh, Tom Brady wants to win another Super Bowl. He wants to win a eighth championship. So you factor in the fact that he left the game playing at an elite level. He wants to win his eighth Super Bowl. And not only that, 
he wants to play till he's 45 years old. Doesn't surprise me at all that he's coming back. Not one damn bit. So, Tampa, you got your guy back. Congratulations. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's going to be time for me to leave you with something to think about. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You know what time it is. It's time for me to leave you with something to think about. With all of the quarterback movement that's taking place this uh, this offseason, fairly early, which I'm not surprised about. None of us are because it's the NFL. Carson Wentz going to Washington. Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay kissing and making up. Tom Brady coming back. Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. Jimmy Garoppolo on the verge of eventually getting traded. I wanted to go back to the year 2006. Why do I bring up the year 2006? Because that is the year that Drew Brees was being courted, or not courted, but he was he was his services were being vied for by two teams, the New Orleans Saints and the Miami Dolphins. As we all know, we all know what happened with Drew. He suffered a very nasty shoulder injury towards the end of his tenure in, in at that time, San Diego, when San Diego drafted his eventual, his eventual replacement in Phillip Rivers. And if you go back and you watch that injury that Drew suffered on you on YouTube, that shoulder injury that Drew Brees suffered is, is just as nasty now as it was back then. But at that time, the New Orleans Saints and the Miami Dolphins wanted Drew Brees, but the Dolphins did not trust the fact that Drew Brees' shoulder would heal properly. So they, the doctors in Miami did not clear him, which, let, which paved the way for New Orleans to acquire Drew Brees. And for the next 14 years, Sean Payton and Drew Brees made unbelievable magic. New Orleans was one of the more dangerous places in the league to play because of how, because of how wonderful and how great of a home field advantage it was. Drew Brees and Sean Payton made New Orleans relevant and turned them into a Super Bowl champion. And for years, Drew Brees and, and the Saints were Super Bowl contenders and playoff and playoff caliber until 2020 when Drew Brees retired. And Drew Brees has all kinds of NFL records and things of that nature. But my question to you guys is this. What if, Dolphins fans, you might want to close your ears for this. Sorry, but you might want to close your ears. What if the Miami Dolphins doctors, who at that time, Nick Saban was the head coach of that football team, by the way. People forget that. But what if the Miami Dolphins had cleared Drew Brees' shoulder, and what if they had cleared him to play and the Dolphins had acquired Drew Brees and not New Orleans. What ha- what would New Orleans have done had they not been able to get Drew Brees had Miami cleared him before New Orleans did? What would the Saints have done at the quarterback position? Does New is New or- is New Orleans in the same boat even today that they were in before they got Drew Brees? Would they would they be in that same boat that they were before they got Drew Brees? Would they be in that same boat now? Now think about this. They had just came off of the Aaron Brooks era. Okay? Just I, I'm just throwing that out there. 
They had just came off of the Aaron Brooks era in New Orleans. So if 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 New Orleans doesn't doesn't get Drew Brees and he goes to Miami, I think New Orleans ends up in the same situation that they were in before they before Drew Brees even got there, with fans having bags over their heads and and and, and never really being in contention to win a title or being a or even being a playoff team. Miami, I think Miami has a hell of a lot of success with Drew Brees. I think they're I think they even probably probably make a few AFC championship games. And I and I and honestly, I don't think Nick Saban probably I don't think Nick Saban leaves Miami for a while. And I don't think he ever goes to Alabama. But at the end of the day, that's why this is what if. Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the I'm Just Saying podcast. This is your host, Jared Dawkins here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you all for listening. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at Quiet Soul 24 Q-U-I-E-T-S-O-U-L-24. And you can follow me on Facebook at Jared Dawkins, J-A-R-E-D-D-A-W-K-I-N-S. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I'm out. Peace.